and welcome to 9 to 42, the podcast from the team at the Guitar Show UK. Join us for interviews, updates and chat with artists, influencers and those that manufacture the gear that we love. Hello and welcome to 9 to 42, which is the podcast from the guys at the Guitar Show UK. And at what is a ridiculous time in the morning, because it's only five past ten local time, (laughs) and there's a reason why I say local time, um, I'm looking at Jace on on screen. How are you, Jace? I'm very good, mate. Very good. Bit of a sore throat this morning. I uh, had a rehearsal last night and uh, I think I kind of uh, got overexcited and screamed down the microphone a little bit too much. Okay. Okay. Was it was it not one of these ones where you just go in a room on your own? Were there actually other people with you? No, no, it's just on my own. <laughs> so you went into a room on your own, played your guitar, screamed a bit and came out again. Well, yeah, for a bit, yeah, for two hours. Yeah. Yeah, okay. It, 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 doing these solo gigs, you've got to learn there's no good sitting on the sofa and playing an acoustic guitar and singing. You've got to learn to throw it over a PA properly. Right. So that's right, what okay. I was doing. Right, okay. Listen, if that's what you're using to justify that self-indulgence <laughs> to yourself, that's fine with me. You just you just go ahead. That's fine. Um, and the reason I mentioned local time a moment ago is because our guest is dialing in from overseas. So he's a bit further ahead. In fact, he's getting about ready for a for a sandwich or something. Um, we have UC Olakoski. How how was that? Was, yeah, was that pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. good? Uh, who's uh, who's a guitarist, songwriter, uh, and producer? We'll throw it in. Um, who's very kindly found some time to talk to us? How are you, Yusi? Yeah, doing great. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. cool. And where exactly are you? Uh, I'm in Helsinki. Okay, okay. And it is yeah. two hours' time difference, isn't it? It is midday with you there, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, just just past noon at the moment. Yeah. Right. Okay. And and I'm sorry because this is going to turn into a weather podcast, but. <laughs> Are you one of those places where you struggle for daylight now, or are you all right? Are you still getting reasonable amounts of daylight? Yeah, there's some some daylight coming coming in, but yeah, sure. Here, here in Finland, it doesn't matter where you live. Here, it's pretty dark. You know, from like let's say four p.m. to eight uh, thirty p.m. Wow, or something. Wow, and it gets you... a lot worse when you go further up north. Right. Okay. But then in the summer you're in permanent daylight, I guess, virtually. Yeah, yeah. You know, the the midsummer is is like, at least in northern northern Finland, the sun doesn't actually go down. But here in Helsinki, it gets you know somewhat dark, but definitely not completely. Right. Okay. Well, that was a little bit of a diversion for for, <laughs> for our guitarist audience to find out a little bit about the weather in Helsinki. But uh, but I thought we should we should do it. So. Um, we, we're going to have a little bit of a talk through your your career and your life and the things you get up to, if that's that's okay. But before we start, how how's lockdown been um, in Finland? Yeah, it's been it's been quite a bumpy bumpy ride. You know, things are looking uh, quite a lot better, but actually, right now there's like a new wave. With uh, with the, with the young people like like the kids, and mm. and there's like, for example, my my daughter who is eleven, uh, he she uh, th- there are quite quite a lot of uh, you know, COVID stuff going on in 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 her school and and that and and in the hobbies as well. So it's it gets a bit tricky, but 
all the you know the the older audience or all older people here in Finland are a lot better since they are all vaccinated mm. or almost all well i've just had my my booster vaccination so i had my two vaccinations early in the year and then i've just had my booster are they doing a booster campaign as well in finland are you doing that as you mean like a third one i think a third one yeah yeah it's in the talks but it i suppose it it's not like decided if it's going to be the you know the whole population remains to be seen okay well getting on to you where does where does your journey start where does where does the interesting guitar come from uh i think it dates back to like uh, early 90s so i just did some calculations just before we started to talk and and so it's like it's actually 31 years since i got my first guitar so uh it's been it's been quite quite a few years, and that that must be you can't have been very old then because I'm looking at you and you don't look very old at all. So uh, <laughs> I don't know how old you are. Whether you've just got one of those faces, but um, you know how old were you when you picked up that guitar? I was uh, I was twelve. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so that's yeah. uh, okay. Oh, you look good on forty three then. You, you yeah. Look- yeah. I get that a lot. So yeah. Well. Yeah. I suppose it's a, it's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Are you colouring your hair, or is there a bit of grey hidden somewhere, or is it? Are you just grey? There, yeah. There's definitely some grey, grey oh. going on 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 the sides. On but... the side. On the side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so you started, um, you started when you were you were twelve, which I I guess is similar to a lot of us. I think I picked up my first guitar when I was I was fourteen. Um, how long before you were absolutely hooked? It was pretty fast, you know. I guess on seventh grade, uh, then I actually had my second guitar, and and that's when. And I, I also got my first, uh, like these t- tabula tour notes of my, yes. my some of my favorite bands, and that was sort of the turning point, you know. And 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 I guess the whole, uh, you know, the whole. High school, high school time, the th- three years, I, I pretty much did nothing else. Or actually, ju- junior high, from seventh yeah. to ninth grade, uh, I pretty much did nothing else except played guitar and and tried to learn all these, you know, all these uh, late eighties, early eighties Metallica stuff and and, <laughs> and 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 of course Guns N' Roses, Appetite for Destruction. I think that was the first, first like a tabula tour book i got and uh stuff like that that's do you know what that because when i started playing you know guitar tab was only just only just starting to be uh looked at so the first you know i was a bit earlier than you i was sort of dire straits and some of the slightly earlier 80s stuff but but you're right by the time we get to appetite for destruction you know, I was listening to things like, you know, Def Leppard and Bon Jovi as well. And, and you were just mm-hmm. starting to get the tab books coming out. And that made a huge difference for a guitarist that that wasn't a, somebody who could read music, because I certainly couldn't read music. Um, and it's interesting you mentioned that as being such a factor so early on. So you you were very much in that that kind of rock metal thing then when you first started playing yeah yeah that was pretty much the pretty much the scene uh 
where I grew up, and also from my older sister, I picked up some some bands and mm. and yeah, you know, you know, I suppose Metallica was a big big influence as a kid, and and uh, I was quite into the guitar magazines mm. of the you know the early nineties guitar world, especially and uh, and read those quite a lot, and also picked up some. Some you know like like Diamond Darrell from Pantera was yeah, like yeah. a yeah. pretty big big thing for me and and uh, Nuno Bettencourt from Extreme uh, his guitar playing was also kind of pretty pretty influential for me for that in in that time. Yeah, he made a and, huge impact to that 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 period playing with just yeah the, yeah yeah you know definitely. Slightly yeah. funky vibe, as well as as well as I mean, obviously a great player, but played with a, a you know a, a slightly different approach, which which you know which made a huge huge difference. So when did when did that start to to work its way into actually you know bands and songwriting? Then when did you start to get the the bug for that? Yeah, we had our first band around mid nineties. Uh, actually, the drummer from Moonshot, Mikko, he, he's the guy who I also started my first band uh, back in the day and uh, and I remember having I I, I loaned uh, like it was like a four track tape recorder mm. and a tr- like really old Yamaha drum machine I got those from my uncle and and uh, I remember I, I made my first first own song and uh, and that was like a complete ripoff of some <laughs> old Pantera, Pantera uh, riff. <laughs> but anyway, that was my first one. So uh, I suppose mid mid nineties, something like that. That when I mean, I, I certainly I've got a similar you know uh, memory. But the first time you you did something on a four track, and you realised you could do things like you know pan things left and right. And you could you could actually you know do do mix downs or you could fade things in and out and you did your first mix and it was like it's it's a magical moment that you never forget uh, as as terrible yeah. as they all will have sounded um, you know <laughs> yeah. that 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 moment is uh, I, I'll never forget trying to do a bit of a Stones rip off and panning a, a rhythm guitar on one side and a, and a lead guitar on the other side, kind of honky-tonk woman style, and playing it back and thinking, wow, wow I'm, I'm a, wow, I'm a songwriter. Yeah. Well, I've still yeah. got my four track and all of the cassettes in a bag. Maybe you should have a listen to them and see how good or bad I did with them. Jace, I think that's an episode yeah, in I, that. I think there's an episode. We, we, need, a, we need a listen back episode. <laughs> I hate to think what they sound like, but um, yeah, I don't know why I've never thrown it out. Really, I just think that maybe if I ever run out of songwriting ideas, I can go back and rip off myself from thirty years ago. Yeah, well, it's that. I mean, there's the guitar thing, um, but actually, and it's interesting you mentioned that so early on in your journey, Yusi, because I think that's a a big thing. The first time you try and record, and you start thinking about. You start thinking about songs in terms of arrangement and, and, and what goes where and when do things come in and how do you build mm-hmm. a track up. And I think that that that's part of the songwriting craft. So is that when you become disco before 
disco ensemble. Yeah, disco. Disco. Yeah, we um, we did our first demo in it was in '97. Yeah, and this was like like uh, it was mostly same members as as in disco ensemble, but but uh, actually the yeah the first demo and we put out in '97 and some more promo stuff in in '98 and then in '99 we had a change of uh, lead singer. Mm. The, this this guy Mika, who is who was the lead singer of Disco Ensemble, he actually came in to play guitar at first, and then the the our singer at that time decided to decided to move on and and do other stuff. So so Mika, well, you know, took the mic, so to say, yeah. and 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 then also we changed the name, and uh, yeah. So you you do disco ensemble for what about ten ten years is it something like that? No, it was actually longer. It was so so the first EP came in ninety nine and and we we played our very last show in in December two thousand eighteen. So it's oh, it was like, twenty years. Yes, yeah, my maths years. that are wrong. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you, you did that for twenty years because I was really I was reading about uh, Moonshot. And I think it's really interesting because like, you're basically made up of three previous sort of bands, aren't you? So you've got, is it Lapco, uh, Children of Bottom and Disco Ensemble? Yeah, yeah. But it, That's right. it, it looks like you none of you actually left those bands to form Moonshot. All of those bands had kind of reached the end of their sort of natural life anyway. Is that is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, all of those bands kind of decided to call it quits on their own and and yeah and from those ashes so to say so came up moonshot so so you and the drummer uh, were you sort of mm-hmm. like we're going to go again was it like a decision and then you found other members or was it a much more sort of natural and organic thing with the forming of moonshot yeah it actually yeah the the the, the ori- original idea to form moonshot came from came from me and i asked mikko the drummer to join sort of it was just an idea in yeah. this was back in 2017 and 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 he was in with the idea and and but it took quite a while before we actually took any new any any members in this new yeah. band it was in 2018 when Ville, Ville the the singer from Lapko joined and and then Henka uh, from Zero of Bodom joined in in summer 2019, and and we actually actually decided on the band name after Henka had joined. So I suppose the actual band was formed yeah. in in 2019. So I looked up Moonshot as a phrase, and there's various sort of like different sort of explanations of what Moonshot. But I think the one was it's like a giant leap. Was that? Why you chose yeah, the name? That's that's one. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, it was. Uh, I I actually had quite a long list of just you know sort of sort of random, let's say, band name candidates and just good sounding titles and we just scrolled it through and and uh, we all kind of took the moonshots. Mm. Not not like so so the the. The idea came from like, you know, I, I can't actually remember where I where I picked it up, but but 
it sort of looked really good as a name and, and as a yeah. logo and as a title and and, and the, the meaning behind it it's 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 certainly a like nice plus so to say is that is that something that you do as a songwriter you're just constantly picking up phrases and words and you know keeping a note of them because you could use them for lyrics or album titles or, or band names is your phone full of all of this sort of random I, words yeah actually my my phone is full of like short clips of sounds and and uh you know and pieces of music you know mm. since the you know the villa villa is the one who is is in charge of like he mainly mainly does the lyrics the, the actual texts and and uh then we together build the top lines and and so on but i guess my my, my phone is full of stuff like short clips from wherever like nature documentaries there's like mm. quite a lot of hidden gems to be found in like in these short let's say 10 second 20 yeah. second pieces of music and that's how i that's how i get get inspired quite a lot so so you came together in 2019 you've actually your kind of moonshot at that point and then we hit the pandemic in early 2020 I mean, did that kind of put the brakes on? Did you have to stop? I mean, I don't know what it was like in Finland. I mean, certainly here we were in the early part of 2020 in a hard lockdown where we just didn't see anyone. I mean, are you are you writing via the internet or are you able to get together in Finland? Yeah, that, I guess there's like lots of different situations in, in, involved in that long time. But we were actually planning to put out the album in 2020 already and mm. uh, we, we had quite a few nice festival shows booked in 2020 and uh, the the master of the album was ready in in it could have been even earlier but it was ready in June 2020 uh, and uh, so so we we had to postpone it quite a few times and yeah mainly because of the situations on the live side since as a rock band, as a touring rock band, it kind of makes no sense to put out the album and, and you know, then you would lose the momentum of not being yeah. able to play live and, you know, stuff like that. So so it had quite a big impact. But I suppose the upside is that we actually, we almost decided to put it out, you know, in 2020. Yeah. So it was a good decision to wait and sit on it for a while. So, so it was all recorded before the pandemic hit. Yeah, yeah, o- almost all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was, I was interesting because I went, I went back to the very start of Moonshot's um, social media posts, and uh, so it, when you look at the the first sort of posts, you've all got like red dots over your faces, and, mm. and you know, uh, and there's a video as well on your website which doesn't show anybody's face. Was this a, was this like a? a a conscious plan uh, at the start to sort of like let the music do the talking rather than the names of the associated bands yeah that's right yeah and we we also we, we we decided on the date that when we when we would like publish the the news of this new mm. band and and the guys behind it and we on the other hand we wanted to already build some buzz in, in the socials and 
and so this this was the idea we came up with to sort of like like have so short snippets of of our music and 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 like a band pictures but just the faces or the eyes you know so the some of the people actually might recognize but still it's not like official yeah so that that was the plan it seems that the um the social media following just started pretty much straight away you know you're not very many posts in before you've got 2000 likes 4000 likes 5000 you know followers on on it was the news getting out i'm assuming particularly in finland that who you were and what the band was before you'd kind of announced who you were yeah the news spread like like a lot lot faster and broader than we would have expected and and yeah definitely on the you know the first few months the social following climbed Mm. quite fast but then it as as expected it kind of settled down but still still the 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 first big big bang so to say with with the news it's it spread really nicely especially you know of course in finland but but on the on the other countries surprisingly well yeah i, t- I thought what, one of the interesting things i've been listening to the um well i listened to disco ensemble first this morning a little bit of children of bottom but they're a bit too metal for me uh and then, and then i was listening to the moonshot album this morning um, and everything seems to be in English. Is that a conscious decision to kind of reach a bigger audience? Yeah, yeah, that was kind of the first big decisions to keep everything in English. Yeah. So to have, like, sort of to have a, it's like a message to people that, that of course, Finland is important for us, but it's it's still, on the other hand, it's still just one country for this, inside this bigger picture that we have. Yeah, a lot of Finnish bands, um, certainly the ones I'm aware of, tend to uh, come to the UK. Uh, I mean, I think the, the oldest example I can think of is Hanoi Rocks, who I absolutely adored when I was a teenager. Um, is that something? Are you going to just base yourselves in Helsinki? Um, there's no moving because you said you've got a daughter, so I assume there's families for all of you and and so on. Is it just going to be Helsinki's the base, and then you're just going to go out and do tours? Yeah, I think that's going to be the the idea. Yeah, we are, the three three of us have have families, so so it, it there hasn't been any any like serious talks about moving moving yeah. to anywhere. So uh, so uh, we we're just gonna do, I suppose, all the all the tours that make sense, and and just then come back to rest here in Helsinki. <laughs> yeah, so is because um, your tour starts, is it January? Is that kind of all okay at the moment in Finland? Because it's Finland and then into Scandinavia and the rest of Europe then, isn't it, the tour? Yeah, yeah, it, it starts in Finland, Finland in January and then and through February we have some, some shows in, in Finland and then we're going to head to head to northern europe and then to middle europe and 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 actually there's there's some quite a few new shows booked at the moment so uh the the, the list in the, in the web is is a bit you know we're actually 
not really sure when this podcast is going to be out, but you know, we we are we are uh, uh, you know releasing new shows with with Duncan Jones in in uh, May cool. and June, and and also also quite a few own headline shows through Europe, and actually one in London as well. So so it looks as if we 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 come into London Excellent. in early March. All right, because I, um, I I looked on the um, the gig listings on your your website, and it's on me the closest one to me. It currently is Cologne. I thought mm-hmm. that's quite a long drive to get from the UK to Cologne <laughs> yeah. to come for a gig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but it's a, yeah. it's a lovely city. It is. It's one. It's my favourite German city. I have to say, hmm. not that I've seen them all, but I've seen quite a lot of them. And Cologne is by far the most beautiful. I think. Jace, I'd mm-hmm. I'd. In the interests of research and for the podcast, I'd happily come with you. Oh, okay. We'll, we'll both go to Cologne then. Um, uh, February the 22nd, I think it is. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Welcome. I don't know who how I'm going to get it through my household structure, but if I can blame you, <laughs> uh, then I, I, th- I think we'll be, we'll be fine. You see, I wanted to just come back to one thing uh, that you mentioned. Um and this is just me asking an obvious English uh, a question from an English person who doesn't speak another language and is constantly embarrassed by the fact that I can't speak another language. Being able to do what you're doing now is one thing, but writing writing lyrics as well in English. How 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 is that? Yeah, that is a very special <laughs> form of art so to say. Uh but I I I, I need to say that I'm not personally uh, responsible of of the lyrics right. writing, right. but so so Ville, Ville is the one who who does that. But but still, I know enough that it's 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 quite a crazy world, so to say, since you know everything sort of sort of needs to be thought yes. way, upside down, so so to say, and 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 like like. S- small pieces from here and there and, and then you need to check if it makes sense to say that and then you need to recheck if it if it's like like you know even though it's it's like the grammar is correct it might at the same time sound quite silly you know yeah and and i guess here in finland there's uh, quite a lot of this stuff going on that the the grammar is okay but the sort of the <laughs> silliness behind it is, is like o- obvious for like like for the natives so so it's 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 a tricky really tricky business you know it's the other side of it as well is that that obviously language people are, are very particular about the language used and and language is more and more is being weaponized um you know on social media that that must you know, because as a band, you're standing behind those lyrics, aren't you? So, mm. so as a band, yeah. that's your, you know, that's that's kind of what you're saying to the world. And obviously, that was the bit that I mean, it's it's hard for a native speaker to to make sure they, you know, you you know, when you're doing things like a podcast, that you don't say something that you don't really mean. Um, and that's in my own language. Um, yeah, yeah, um, and and, and you me, know, yeah. Your um, all of your social media um, is in English as well, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, is that? I'm assuming you've got like a PR company that's looking after your social media, or is that you guys doing it yourselves? Yeah, we 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 have some. Or actually, uh, at the moment, we are kind of on our own, but but through the through the 
the whole release schedule. Mm. You know, we we had some some help. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are you and, um, the three bands that you kind of made up of? Uh, had all achieved a certain sort of like level within the industry. Are you quite excited to go back out there and kind of like build again? You know, is there like a collective kind of enthusiasm to kind of like, you know, I'm assuming, because uh, I don't know any of the venues on the gig listing, that, you know, you're starting at a club level and the plan is to work your way back up to big mm-hmm. shows. Yeah, it, it, it's definitely a difference, you know, since you're sort of, been there once you know so mm. so like like sort of like you have lived the whole whole the 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 lifespan of a band like building a name and stuff like that and seeing all the good and bad stuff and 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 also you know in my past there have been quite a few times that i just i just wasn't sort of able to you know appreciate and enjoy certain moments in 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 our band's career you know even though they were great great uh, moments like lots of them but uh, i suppose my it was in my nature to somehow always look into the look into the next door and what's behind it you know but but with this new band it's 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 a bit easier to stop and appreciate everything and and let's say our first show it's quite special, you know, even though, you know, back in like 20 or 30 years when I played my first show with our previous band, I don't think it was that special. But now that you get to do it again, you kind of see the value in that, you know, and then yeah. all the excitement and ner- nervousness just before you hit the stage and you kind of see the value in all of this, you know. Yeah, I suppose, uh, I mean, some of that is is definitely getting older, isn't it? You know, that you've... You know, when you're 20 and doing gigs, it's just one more, one more, one more, just get the bigger one, the bigger one, the bigger one. And now you can actually kind of like, the four of you can actually sort of, I suppose, relax into it. You, you know, I mean, well, what I suppose, what are the ambitions for Moonshot? What's the the plan moving forward? Well, I, I think the ambition is sort of, sort of, for me at least it's more into the it's gone into the just being able to like just stay inspired mm. regarding the new songs and and regarding the live shows and how to make them work as well as possible and 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 also uh you know you know kind of not to look for the numbers and more to look look for the process to like enjoy the enjoy the sort of the small successes i have in my own studio and and when we make the new songs and we're in the studio and mixing and and doing the post production or or the, you know the all, all the practical small stuff it it kind of i just hope to like keep on reinventing myself in 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 those situations and and to find find inspiration in there so and i i guess that has always been the case but i i have sort of stopped to i have stopped comparing it, it to the like the the results that may or may not come from the mm-hmm. outside world since it's not in your hands anyway you just i just want to feel like 
like this is I just want to keep the keep this important to me and and so so whatever that means you know there I will go you know you know yeah, sounds yeah. like a cliche but it, I, I guess that's also part of getting older so it's it's not I'm not that interested in 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 of course if I if we sell a lot of records or we have like many million streams on Spotify of course that's a great thing because it 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 gets us to go places and do more stuff with interesting people but but that's like you know the 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 essence in those numbers doesn't really mean anything to me you know yeah fair enough i was just looking at the the, the list actually jace and uh, the night before cologne is is berlin uh, which is my favorite <laughs> german city so may, maybe there's a long there's a little yeah. european mini break coming here well possibly so that would be lovely wouldn't it uh, that'd, but, that'd, uh, that'd... i was due to go to um, helsinki uh, just before lockdown, we were planning to go to Helsinki in May 2020 and um, obviously have yet to get there. My wife doesn't know that I only want to go because of Hanoi Rocks. She thinks that we're going for a nice long weekend and I literally just want to go because of Hanoi Rocks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why am I not surprised? She doesn't listen to this, so it's fine. Yeah, well, no, 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 no. no. We had this conversation the other day. Neither our wives listen to this podcast. Uh, Or take any interest, to be honest. (laughs) Really? No. So um, it's obviously, it's been a little while since, although the album's not been out that long, it's been a little while since the album was actually, you know, essentially finished. Have you been doing more writing in the the time? Yeah, yeah. So... uh, I have been doing, it's been like uh, something like 15 months already. Uh, not like not like all the time, but I have quite a few new demos already. And, and, and also, Ville, you, you know, the process goes as like, I, I make the first instrumental demo, like a rough version, and I send it to Ville, and then Ville uh, writes some lyrics and, and top lines on it, and, and he seeing some rough ideas on that demo on uh, in, in his own own studio and he sends it back to me and we kind of you know go back and forth a few times and we have been doing that quite a lot so it's i think we have something like 15 songs you know already and in pretty pretty good good states and we actually made a like a preliminary book on the booking on, on the on the studio for for the like the first session for the second album in, in April so since we have like April and in early May there's like the time window when we're not touring so uh, yeah the plans the plans are in quite advanced already but you'll have just come back from playing live as well so I guess the band will be really will be really tight and really you know it's a good time to go into the studio, I guess. Yeah, there's like something a bit over a month from like before, like when we come come home from the tour and and when the studio is at the moment booked. So there's like something like five to six weeks to like get the new songs in in order and 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 when we're not planning planning to record the whole album on on that session, maybe 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 half. So uh, mm. so. It's always always good to do things in or maybe not always but we have found it quite good to build this stuff like gradually and in, in part so we, we 
at least we have the possibility to like revisit mm-hmm. anything that might go wrong on the on the first session so on. you you mentioned earlier about when does this podcast come out thinking about it jace it's going to come out just before christmas isn't it um it's going to be in about six or seven weeks' time, isn't it? Yeah, so we, we get we're mm-hmm. around the Christmas point. So we've got to ask then, what's what's Christmas like in your house? Uh, is it is it a special time? What, I mean, you've got a, a youngish family, so that's gonna that's gonna mean there's probably a lot of Christmas going on in your in your place. Yeah, we yeah we have two kids, and and uh, the the Christmas is the tradition is at least for us is usually that. The you know, you know, my parents and my wife's parents, uh, we kind of we we get together and and depending on you know we have kind of decided that every other year we go go to you know the 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 other parents mm. come come to uh, you know our, our house and the next year the uh, you know my wife's and you know you know stuff like that and and. Yeah, you know that the tradition is quite, you know, it's not like that strict. It's it's pretty loose, but you know, the in Finland, it's it's big part of of Christmas is is the the food and uh, of course the presents we give in the in the in the evening and and uh, since we have kids, so it's quite a quite a quite a lot of hassle and noise around <laughs> around that. <laughs> And no, and no sign of a moonshot Christmas single then. <laughs> well, probably not. But we'll see if we if we put out something on January, but not under Christmas. It's 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 too crowded, you know, in too many senses, you know, in too many ways. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, we'll look out for anything. If, if if anything changes, let us know, and we'll update the show notes with anything that's that's happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's happening around yeah. around Christmas. Uh, well, Yusti, thank you very much uh, for your time. It's been it's, it's been absolutely fantastic. Been been lovely to talk to you. I'm I'm really getting quite excited about a couple of days in Germany now in the new year. Yeah, uh, yeah likewise. Yeah, uh, sounds, sounds great. You know, I think I might stick out with your audience, but hey, I can live with that. That's that's fine. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, let, a little bit older. Let than me know own. if you guys. Let me know if you guys are coming. So I will definitely, you know, hook you up with the guest list. So. Oh. Oh, oh, you, you, yeah, you're very yeah. kind. Well, I think that's. Yeah. I think it's just. I think we've got to do it, Jace. What, 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 you know, I, I suspect it's the London gig, mate, right, rather right. than Cologne. Oh, <laughs> I think we should be jumping on the EasyJet website right now. Black Friday <laughs> offer. Get ourselves over. Uh, but Yusi, thank you very much. Before we go, we must remember to thank our sponsors. So, uh, Focus Right, those beautiful people at Focus Right, um, yeah. who are fabulous and continue to offer us support and. On the back of your meeting the other day, want to actually carry on supporting us, don't they? Well, let, yeah, let's let's actually have the official meeting before oh, you got, we say anything. You got six weeks before this goes out to sort that. <laughs> I'll leave that in your capable okay. hands. But no, thanks everybody to Focus Right because uh, you are you are wonderful and lovely, and you produce great products, and you you know you 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 put your name against me and Jace babbling on. Uh, which is which is which is a joy. Um, usually, have a good rest of your day. Uh, hopefully, look forward to seeing you at some point on the road. And uh, Jace, I'll I'll talk to you anon. All right, cheers, mate. Thanks, Usi. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you.
thanks for listening to 9 to 42, the podcast from the team at the Guitar Show UK. If you've enjoyed the show, then please remember to hit the subscribe button and share with other like-minded souls. For more information about 9 to 42, please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at the Guitar Show UK. This has been an A Short Stories production. Oh,